0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Middle East Mondays with me, Megan Cohen, your Promenade Media Group Middle East correspondent. Thank you once again for putting up with a little hiatus there as my brother and I eased into school. I just started grad school in Bologna, which has been a great time so far, but definitely was a lot of work. Um, But we are back with the news now and ready to be consistent once again. However, while we have been away, we have been working pretty hard behind the scenes on some new additions to Promenade Media Group and some new projects of ours, which we are really excited to share with you shortly. But in the meantime, stay tuned for that. And here's the news from the Middle East for October 4th, 2021. First, at a speech to the UNGA last Monday, Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett alleged that Iran had crossed, quote, all red lines regarding its nuclear program and reiterated the promise that Israel will never allow Tehran to reach nuclear capacity. He also urged heightened international effort against Iran's nuclear program by saying that Iran wants to place the Middle East under a quote nuclear umbrella, end quote. The UN ambassador for Iran countered the speech by saying that it was full of lies. And that was probably the most interesting thing that happened at the UNGA. Meanwhile, the US pressed Iran to stop denying the IAEA access to a workshop at the Teza Courage complex used to make parts for a centrifuge, as Iran agreed that they would do two weeks ago. When the plant was sabotaged last June, one of the four IAEA cameras there was destroyed. Suspiciously, however, the camera's footage is also missing. Moving on now, Tunisian President Kaye Saeed named a new prime minister on Wednesday. Specifically, a geophysics professor slash political outsider, Najla badan Romtan. Romtan is a woman, making her the first female prime minister of Tunisia, or at least prime minister-designate so far, and the appointed chief of staff is also a woman. On Wednesday, Jordan reopened its main border crossing with Syria, specifically the Jaber crossing, in a mutually beneficial move to aid both countries' economies. Both Jordan and Lebanon are encouraging a reluctant United States to follow suit in easing economic pressure on Syria, but an American State Department spokesperson affirmed on Wednesday that the U.S. will not, quote, normalize or upgrade, and quote, diplomatic relations with Assad Syria, because again, quote, Assad has regained no legitimacy in our eyes, end quote. It was one of the Biden administration's harshest quotes towards Syria. On Sunday, King Abdullah also held his first phone call with President Assad since the beginning of the Syrian civil war. The two leaders discussed enhancing cooperation, and King Abdullah reportedly told Assad that Jordan supported Syria's efforts to upkeep its stability and sovereignty. Moving to news related to Israel now, Israeli Foreign Minister Yair Lapid became the first foreign minister, first minister, sorry, a little bit bigger of a deal than that, to visit Bahrain, and during the visit inaugurated the first Israeli embassy in the country. The visit was part of the larger Abraham Accords, and the first direct flight from Israel to Bahrain, a a two-and-a-half-hour Gulf Air flight from Tel Aviv to Manama, also landed on Thursday. Next, the U.S. House of Representatives approved a $1 billion cash transfer to Israel on Thursday as well for the purpose of resupplying Israel's Iron Dome. So in short, Thursday was a really good day for Israel. With the budget under scrutiny in America due to a potential debt crisis and government shutdown, a group of progressive Democrats protested the bill, citing concerns with the money transfer. However, the vote did end up passing with a 420 to 9 vote in the end. The United States also approved maintenance of a $500 million contract to upkeep Saudi Arabia's military helicopter fleet, which as of now include Apache and Black Hawk helicopters and will shortly include Chinooks as well. The United States will also provide 350 contractor technicians and two government officials to Saudi Arabia. The move contrasts with the more hawkish stance the Biden administration has taken relative to the kingdom so far, and Biden previously promised to make Saudi leaders pay for their involvement in the murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi and ordered a review of all Trump-era arms contracts. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin even canceled a trip to Saudi Arabia last week. Meanwhile, Saudi Arabia confirmed that it held its first round of direct talks with the Rouhani administration in Iran last month, the final round taking place on September 21st. Rouhani apparently is in a good mood lately as he attempted to extend goodwill to the United States too, or at least attempted to ask the United States for some goodwill through unfreezing $10 billion, which obviously is not happening. However, there is one country that Iran has been directing a little bit more negativity towards, and that country is Azerbaijan. Iran and Azerbaijan have seen increased tensions over the past week due to a few reasons. One, a joint military drill between Azerbaijan, Turkey, and Pakistan conducted only 500 kilometers from Iran's border. Two, restrictions on Iranian truck drivers' access to Armenia, as well as the detention of two drivers for not following these rules. And three, Azerbaijani ties to Israel. More specifically, Iranian officials blamed Israel for using a base in Azerbaijan to launch sabotage attacks and assassinations against Tehran's nuclear program and some of its biggest figures. Tehran took these tensions to a new level on Friday in having the IRGC deploy military equipment to the region and launching military drills near the shared border. Iran's ambassador to Azerbaijan claimed that the exercises had been planned months in advance, but the Azeri officials questioned their particular timing and location. Alrighty guys, definitely a shorter one this week, but that was your Middle East Monday briefing. I'm Megan Cohen, your Middle East correspondent for Promenade Media Group, signing off right now, and as always, thank you guys so much for all your support and for listening. Every day... Thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com.